Hey guys, welcome back um, to Rant Not Over. I finally have a guest, which is super exciting because I've just been talking to myself a lot. So I finally have someone to bounce ideas and thoughts off of. Um, if you know her, you know her. If you don't, you don't. You don't. <laughs> and it's your loss. But this is India. And welcome. Thanks. So Thanks for having me. Welcome to the studio. <laughs> oh, wait. No, it's actually, actually living it in the studio. It is the studio. Okay. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, but basically, we've just been shooting the shits for a while. We definitely could have started this podcast like five hours ago. But we're going to see what comes of this. Um, that's your dog is keeping us company on the floor. So I'll definitely hear him. <laughs> he He's might inevitable. cry. Yeah. All right. So we were basically just kind of like talking about people like to be heard. And I think one of my biggest testaments to that currently um, I think is this, this is going to sound really shitty, (laughs) but like the idea of like the woke culture, whether Uh it's on either side, Uh um, people like to be hurt. And so I was having this, I have this conversation quite often, but, and not to get political, but just like taking it for what it is, just as humans, right? There's a lot of noise. There's noise on social media. There's noise in the news, like those kind of two avenues. If you actually go out into the world and talk to people there's not that much noise. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like people just always think that the world is basically up in flames, but Uh I'm like, go fucking get some fresh air and have a conversation. And you'll realize that like, Oh, the loudest people are the ones, you know what I'm saying? Like it's not the majority. Yeah. Basically. That's interesting that you say that. Cause I was actually talking to my little brother earlier today. Mm -hmm. He was saying that, um, in, in the town that we used to live in, like, my family, um, they had this Facebook group, like, Tiga K Moms. Wait, what was it? Tiga K was the city. Oh, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Okay, Tiga K Moms. It's, like, a okay. Facebook group. And my little brother was just talking about how he doesn't understand why these grown women... Do you swear on this podcast? Yeah, I was like... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> these grown-ass women don't... Like, can't just mind their own business. They're bitching about somebody driving too fast in the neighborhood or, you know, cussing out some Walmart employee. Like, and my little brother was like, I just don't get it. Like, why does it matter to him? And I was telling him that people like that have, like, have been starved for control in their life. They don't think they have any. And so they go searching for positions of power, whether it's being dominant and dismissive over your kid or posting on TKK Mom's Facebook group, you know? Yeah. But people do that because, because um, you know, they're, they don't think that they have control. And so um, it's the same thing for needing to be heard. Like, people that need to be heard – I take that back. I think everyone needs to be heard to a certain extent, right? But the people who, like, push their voices onto others... And think that that's the only voice that is fathomable. Right. And and they also think that that's the only way to be heard, Mm. is to be, like, aggressive and extremist. Um, Those people, I think, are just... They feel out of control, and the only thing that they feel they have control over, quote is their thoughts and opinions Mm -hmm. 
And so, because that's the only thing I have control over, they have to let everyone know about yes. it. Yes. To, like, an extreme capacity. Am I swearing? To, like, an extreme capacity. That. And it's also, like, misery likes company. Oh, <laughs> And most sure. of those people, I can imagine, they're just, like, shit stirrers. Like, they like, whether it's control, drama, uh, gossip, you know what I'm saying, to be petty, whatever it is. Yeah. It's a little dopamine high every time someone agrees with you, or For sure. also you know interacts with that put like that validation validation of oh yeah. I'm not crazy this is I'm right mm-hmm. <gasps> that's dangerous and then it just keeps adding fuel to the fire and I think that's why we have like extremists on the left and right side mm-hmm. because they probably didn't start off like that. It was them probably somewhere along the middle, leaning a little left or right, Mm -hmm. and they kept compounding all of this anger towards the other side until it was polarizing. As fuck. So polarizing. And there's so many things, like, outside of politics that do that to people, where it's, like, polarizing mindsets just ruin what could be, like, a successful flourishing relationship friendship whatever. right community anything yeah well the thing is and like i know it's hard too because i always think that like not to bring politics into it but we've become in a world now where characteristics that you have literally people put you in a box of oh so you're on this side or this side Correct. like i'm not kidding you any decision we could have 20 different uh issues i guess on the table and whether you, like, say your opinion goes one way or the other, they put you in a box. Yeah. Like, that aligns with your political views, and that's not the fucking case. Like, yeah. I can think this and feel this. Like, that's it. everyone likes to put someone in a box these days. I'm like, yo, we're so <laughs> dynamic. Mm-hmm. It's not, I believe this, so I'm this. Mm-hmm. Or, like, you know, it's not my identity. Yeah. Because exactly. it's forever changing. It's forever changing, and people exactly. want to hold you to that. And they're like, um, I can change exactly. my mind tomorrow. Is a really interesting point. Um, and it's the reason why, like, the only reason why I censor any part of what I say around somebody mm-hmm. is so that they don't put me in that box. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, that shouldn't even be a thing. Right? right? Like, that shouldn't. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But people really do have such, like, tunnel vision of this is what a good person does and this is what a bad person does right. and this is what a good person believes bad person believes mm-hmm. but it's not like that like we all have pure qualities and some like really dark fucked up tendencies that we put on other people and affect them negatively forever like mm-hmm. we all have positive and negative you can't put them in a box based on if they believe this is right or wrong. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's because it's easy. It's easy to put someone in a box and then dismiss them. Well, that's because our brain is always looking for the path of least resistance. Mm. So for us, our brain, everything our brain does is in the most like efficient way for it. Yeah. Which is why, like, have you ever seen those? like, either tweets or, like, puzzles where it's, like, at the first and last letter of the word stay the same, you can jumble up the rest and read entire sentences like that? No. 
You can do that. I'll show you one after this. Okay. But it's because your brain is taking all these shortcuts to fill in the gaps. Like, your brain doesn't need all of the letters in a word to be sequential for it to make sense. That's interesting. And so our brain is always taking these shortcuts. And so for me, if I'm like, oh, well, you voted for this person, like, my brain is going to fill in all the gaps subconsciously. But now I think I know who you are at your deepest levels, and I don't, just because mm. I know this one this piece of information about you. No, I totally get that. That, um, the path of least resistance, that's interesting because for me, and this kind of goes into what we were talking about earlier, but, like, you have the people that put in the work and the people that don't yeah. to, like, become a better human, right? Like, become a better version of themselves. Mm -hmm or whether they're lazy, or whether, like, whatever it is, but the path of least resistance, where they can just chill. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's almost like, it's almost like, um, our brain is kind of fighting our, like, innate, like, animalistic behavior, where it's like, you know, we need to be foraging for berries, and, like, <laughs> fighting off, like, mountain lions, you know what I mean? But then, our brains now are like, you know, we need to stay inside where it's safe, and, like, sit on our phones and watch them. You know what I mean? Like, it's safe. Like, that's our path of least resistance. But then you have the people that literally define all of those odds. And I think of, you mentioned him earlier, but David Goggins, like, mm -hmm. he takes the path of, like, most resistance. Yeah, he does. And that's why I think that he's probably a good role model to have, mm -hmm. you know? I think that the biggest cop-out is when you try to talk to somebody about, like, what could better themselves, right? Or steps that they could take to make themselves better. And they say something like, well, I am who I am. I'm, that's just me. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that is such a cop-out. Like, there are, we, again, I just said this, we all have flaws. Right. Like, we all have things to work on. We all have things that get passed off to other people that affect them negatively. Right. No matter how hard you try, right. that is always going to happen. There's always room for improvement. Always. And I cannot stand someone that's like, well, that's just me. That's yeah. just the way I am. I'm like, okay, you can be that over there. Over there. <laughs> over there. I'm going to walk over here. <laughs> Have fun. Talk no, to you never. Talk to you yeah. never. Like, but it really is like that. <laughs> that's just who I am. You know how I am. This is like... So you're you know making excuses. Me. You know me. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I knew me a few years ago, and she's a completely different bitch. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, I, you have a choice, and it, you are going to face resistance because, like, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. It takes looking in the mirror. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. It takes looking within yourself. It takes spending time alone. It takes really looking at your circle of friends and family, and it's like, is this who I really want to be around? When you're being... I just lost my train of thought. But you know what I mean. Like, yeah. if you're being very resistant um, to kind of, like, your own flaws, if you want to call them, like, you're never going to improve. Because you're, like, you're accepting. You're yeah. settling. Yeah. You're like, this is how I am. This is how I was born. I was dealt these cards in life. And this is why I am the way I am. It's an excuse. Well, the thing is, it's hard to... Okay, you're Okay. It's hard to... That was to her dog, by the way, not me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm making me cry over here. You're okay. You're okay. <laughs> no. 
Uh, but I was just saying it's hard to be better because it takes you, one, having to feel pain, mm-hmm. right? Like, actually feel the emotions that you have bottled or covered up because of, you know, the people who have hurt you or whatever. And obviously that, it's difficult to re-feel that pain and have to understand, like, your part in it. Mm-hmm. Right? And right. you're part of that healing because it's not up to whoever hurt you to heal you. It's not. No. <gasps> them saying, I'm sorry, sounds like it would be great closure, but at the end of the day, it changes nothing. Sorry is for the ego, mm. right? It's for their ego. Right. Their ego, and also, like, just the fact of, like, oh, well, you know, he, see, he she said sorry, like, you know. But what does that take away the hurt? Right, no, right. absolutely not. Right. And then also, it's hard to hold yourself accountable to a higher standard when you're trying to be a better person because it does take sacrifice, mm. right? Like a lot of sacrifice. Sacrifice your time. Sacrifice the things that you consume. Like we were just talking about this. Like I cannot get on Snapchat anymore. I can't get on Instagram. I saw you stopped opening than... my snaps. I was like, did you yeah. block me? <laughs> I blocked you. Look at that. I'm like, that's interesting. No, I deleted that. Okay. But even on Instagram, like, I can't spend long periods of time there because when I get off the app, I feel like shit. Yeah. Like, I do. Yeah. And it's like, if that's what makes me feel bad, I don't want to consume it anymore. It's the same with people. That person makes me feel bad. Dude. I don't want them in my life anymore. Period. And that, okay, so let's talk about cutting people off. (laughs) Because, and I honestly was not even expecting to talk about this, but, like, genuinely, cutting people off is, I'm not going to say it's an art. It's, it's difficult. Like, no matter if you have feelings or not, it's difficult, right? Like, whether or not you care about that. Like, you're, if you are a caring person, if you have empathy, it's going to be hard to cut someone off. So I guess my first question is, if and when you have cut people off, do you explain to them why, or do you just literally fall back and just let shit, like, or is it circumstantial? I think it depends, yeah. Okay. I think it depends on the person. I, we were talking about this earlier, I, it is not in my prerogative to be hateful or rude to somebody that has done me wrong or who has treated me poorly. At the end of the day, I really do feel like it exerts more energy for me to like have that hate than to be like you know what that person has their demons what they did to me sucked Mm -hmm. I am not letting that piece be something that dictates the rest of my years not even the rest of my the next few weeks like it doesn't do anything for me I have days where I'll feel sad for a few minutes here and there because it's like yeah that fucking hurt like what they did to me hurt you know But not in a way that's like, oh, I miss that person. Mm. Because at the end of the day, do I? Like, that person made me feel bad. <laughs> do, I? do I miss that? Right. Like, I don't think so. Right. You know? Like, if you look at yourself now and yourself then. Oh, my like, God. No yeah. way. And so I, circling back to your question, I don't really cut people off for that reason. Mm. Like, I distance myself extremely from people where I will stop opening their Snapchats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, bro. 
literally gestures to me. <laughs> Leave you on red in your snaps. Um, we're actually not going to be friends. After no, this. for real though. Or like not responding to every single text message or every single phone call mm-hmm. or every single DM. Like, because I do want to keep that distance because you're not somebody I want in my life. Right. Just straight up as that. Right. And you don't make me feel good. It's not productive or encouraging to my life. Right. It's not going to be something that helps me achieve my goals. And so I don't want it to be in that core but I'll let you be outside of the circle. It's not serving you, so, like, from a distance. Correct, right? Like, I am not going to be mean to anybody ever. I do not care how horrible you have treated me, but I will distance myself. Yes. And I will also disassociate from you. Like, I was not... I have goosebumps. I didn't (laughs) tell you this when we were talking about this earlier, but, like, I feel the same way about my ex, Mm. but when I look at pictures of him now... Like, when they pop up on those memory screens, yeah. like, on your iPhone, he looks like a stranger to me. Wow. Like, legitimately, like, I look at him, and my brain reacts the same way as if I'm looking at a picture of somebody I have never met before. It is the most bizarre thing. I have absolutely no, like, emotional flare-up, and it's because I am dissociating. I right. know that. I'm yes. very oh, I have two cognizant Yes, I have a question about disassociation. But I will distance myself from you. Mm. I will dissociate from you so mm-hmm. you do not have any piece of my emotions anymore. No more you power. don't have control over that. Right. But I will never be mean to you. I don't cut people mm-hmm. off like that. I've definitely ghosted a few people. But if <laughs> yeah. they reach out to me and say, like, yo, what happened? Like, I would still be open about that. Right. Um, if somebody asks, you know, why are you becoming more distant? I'll be open about that. But if you are looking to cut somebody off I don't think there's anything wrong with just being like you're cut off just yeah like this relationship is not adding to my you know growth so you're cut off period you don't need any more explanation than that because the thing is well depends on yes okay I get that people know when they do shitty things period I don't care if they're you know immature or young or whatever never been in the situation before i don't care people know when they are shitty to you period so if you get cut off or if somebody pulls back or stops opening your snapchat (laughs) then you know what you did right nobody is dumb enough to be like oh i have no idea why right like why are you yeah and what's crazy is because i'm so confused the thing is it's always their behavior has always been validated because people always came back because you know what I'm saying? Because like other people have not put those boundaries in place. Like that's literally kind of the epitome of a toxic relationship. Like always going back to that person, even though nothing is healed, the behavior is toxic, but you're going back. So you're basically saying how you're treating me is okay. And I'm always available and I will come back to you. Yeah. When you give someone that power, they will treat you however they want to do guilty that is yeah. literally what happened to me in my ass <sighs> i know and i know so many people like that like girls guys whomever like of course this, it's it's so for whatever reason everyone's reason is different but to walk away is so difficult and the crazy thing so about disassociation before i forget because i felt that to some capacity where like i told you i'm like the light switch so once mm-hmm. i tell my like if i look at something very rational 
and I'm like, okay, this isn't serving me, it's off. Because yeah. I tend to look at things very emotionally, but I have to like take a step back. I'm like, take emotion yeah. out of the situation. Let's take it for what it is. Is this serving me? No? Deuces. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But with the disassociation, do you think it is a product of your healing, or is it a defense mechanism? It's definitely a defense mechanism. Okay. I would, <laughs> Quick. I would, Quick. I would never say that disassociating is healthy. I, I think I said this when we were recording earlier. Mm-hmm. We've been talking for so long. I have no <laughs> idea. But I think that healing is hard, and it makes you confront those, like, negative feelings. Yeah. Like, oh, that really hurt. You know? Like, God, that was a terrible feeling. Mm-hmm. Right? It makes you confront those, like, head on. And so when you're not doing that in any capacity, it's not directly contributing to your healing or your growth. You are just Mm. using a defense mechanism. For sure. However, (laughs) (laughs) on the flip side, I will say that I think dissociation can play its part in healing. Yes, I would agree. Because it's like, if I... And I'm no expert. I should just lead every sentence with that. But I feel like if you dissociate just minimally mm-hmm. at the beginning to where you don't have all of those emotions and feelings tied into it. Like from the jump? Is that what you're saying? Yes, okay. right? It will allow you to get to the next step, right? So yes. you can make those strides, like take things day by day and try to be better every single day. And then when you have... A little bit more strength behind you right right? in that growth process then you can start to untangle those Mm. which I want to be very clear should not be like a multi-year thing like (laughs) give it a week or two and get into your shit because it will start to fester and turn into toxic traits that's for sure if you do it with malintention like there's two parts to it you could disassociate I don't think there's two parts. I think disassociation is healthy for the person that is trying to detach. Like, say you, Mm -hmm. right? Like, you're not doing it. Because, honestly, if you wanted to be a bitch, you would have, you know what I'm saying, been ugly. Like, became toxic. You you know what I'm saying? But you took the route of, in this case, honestly, least resistance. But in, like, the best case scenario. You know what I mean? Like, most resistance would have been to feed the fire. Like, he would have wanted the reaction of she's angry, but like, I'm going to hit her up or like, you know what I'm saying? She doesn't like me. So I'm going to do this and that you, when you give them, and here's what it is, boils down to, like you say, control, I say power. When you take that away from them, you have, you no longer have control or power over my emotions, over how I feel. You are powerless to me. And I'm not making that happen because I want you to feel powerless. Mm-hmm. I'm just not letting anybody else control that except for Except. Me. Literally. They are my feelings and my emotions and my future mm-hmm. and my purpose. Right. And I'm responsible for it. Exactly. Like, it's it's not something that I can pawn off to, oh, I had a really shitty relationship. Right. Or I went through a really shitty breakup. That's It's not going to be an excuse. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take ownership. And not allow you to be in that space mm-hmm. because all it does is break down what I have been trying to build for sure. And that's the healthiest part for you is because it's protecting your peace. Mm-hmm. Like to be malicious 
that's like consuming. You know what I'm saying? That's like it's I'm not saying. a good it's feeling. Worth, yeah. It takes up too much energy. Yes. Way more than it's worth. Yes. Way more than it's worth. When Absolutely. You, dude. <sighs> and I really got to a different mindset because they're, of course, like immediately after a long term relationship ends, like you want to reach out. Mm-hmm. But it took me a couple of weeks of, like, really holding out, like, wanting to reach out but knowing it wouldn't be good until I realized, why would I want to reach out? What would be the purpose of me reaching out? What would I want this conversation to go like? Mm -hmm. And once I thought about that, I'm like, you know what? No way that I see this conversation working out is one that I really care to have. And then it's like I don't have a desire to reach out anymore. Right. Because not only do I not have a desire to have a negative conversation about this that has already brought me so much pain, Mm -hmm. but I also don't want to take any steps back. Like, I don't want this person in my life anymore. Why would I open that door for them by reaching out to them? Right. It's not about... Why am I holding the door open for them? (laughs) Correct. It's not a power struggle. Mm -hmm. It's... I am protecting my space that I allowed you to be in for years, and it may have been a mistake to let you in for that long. Love is never a mistake. Okay, but the thing is, (laughs) that relationship, I would say it was extremely one-sided. I think I was the only person that was genuinely loving in that relationship. Mm. I don't know if he ever felt those for me. And that sounds dramatic, like being with someone for three and a half years, whatever. I don't know. Like, I look back and I think, like, I don't think that person loved me. Not to an extent of what I believe love is. Right. And that's what it boils down to. Because I, if you were to ask him, I guarantee, unless, you know, whatever. But I guarantee he'd be you like. You definitely say it. Yeah, I loved her. Of course I loved her. Of course I love you. You didn't, how could you not tell? How could you even ask that, right? Correct. Gaslighting. You're like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm, I'm like, saying? like, bro, you made me cry. <laughs> <laughs> like, not the good kind, but that's the thing. It's, it's all relative. So to him, that's his capacity to love. Yeah. That is not something you're willing to accept. Ooh, I feel like the whole experience just got a hold of me <laughs> because this is something super new that I'm coming into and we, like... I feel like we're both kind of on different reasons, but, like, same wavelength of who you're letting, like, penetrate your emotional walls, basically. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Letting but in your space. Like, in your space, right. Because it's that balance between, like, I have a lot of emotions, and I don't want to hide them, right? Like, I don't want to be jaded, like we said. I don't want to, like, shut down. I want to feel things, but also, like, at my pace or at my... Not at my um, expense, right? Like, yeah. not to my own harm. Um, bro, when I say I have the worst train of thought ever, no, I know. This is why I can never do this professionally. <laughs> because I'd be like, cut. No, I'm just they, they edit that out. I yeah. guarantee you they no, do I'm that No, I'm sure too. they do. No, that's really funny. Um, yeah, I don't edit these. But essentially, on that path of, like, basically not settling. Like, I know what my capacity to love is I know what I give and I want that reciprocated yeah. and that's not a big ask it's not it's not a big ask and I literally word for word in my last relationship I would ask for simple things mm-hmm. like really simple things like can we communicate better I was right? gonna ask how your communication was and I 
would word for word say things like do you think that's a big ask because I think that's a fair thing to say like if it's big to you I would like you to communicate that right I would like you to tell me like hey I would love to do that for you but these are the things that I'm working out and I just don't know if I am like mentally or emotionally capable of doing that Mm -hmm. that's an appropriate response I don't own you you are not supposed to react how I quote want you to 10 out of 10 times but that communication is a hundred percent necessary that's what changes everything a hundred percent necessary it is perfectly fine for you to say, no, I can't show up in that way. Yeah. Right? If you, if that person feels like they're pouring from an empty cup or has their own things that are just more of a primary focus, mm-hmm. that all makes sense. Right. We are two separate people, mm-hmm. but you're not allowed to discard me, pass me to the side, accept all the love that I give, mm-hmm. give nothing in return. And then when I say, hey, like, can you, can we spend, you know, some time together? Yeah it seemed like I'm asking for so much. That almost just brought tears to my eyes. That was awful. Because when people, like, they're accepting your love continuously. It's like you're pouring pouring into a cup that has a hole in the bottom. Yeah. And I love that you said a hole. Not like a cup that's just overflowing, but a cup that has a hole in the bottom because I truly believe that people that can't love selflessly are missing something. For real. I am okay loving a hundred percent wholeheartedly because at the end of the day if I am alone I'm okay with being alone I'm going to be just fine by myself I find myself to be a whole person so I will give you a hundred percent because those are the feelings I have for you yes not because I'm expecting anything in return but for people that can't give it back especially when it's been giving given freely you know like I'm not giving and then restricting. It's not conditional. And it, Exactly. My love is not conditional. Like, it is flowing, yes. right? And so when people can accept that but don't know how to give that, I truly believe it is because something inside of them is missing so vital that it's never going to work until they find that. Do you think that missing piece is different for different people? For sure, for sure. Like, yeah, they can't even fill up themselves, let alone even pour into someone else because right. they're never full. Correct. And those are people that I know, and I'm sure you know them, we all do, that always have to be in a relationship. Oh, my God. That was literally going to be my follow-up. Always have to be in a relationship. Those people cannot be alone mm. because they're constantly seeking that validation and that affection mm. and... Those are also people that in relationships are going to seek validation and affection outside of the relationship. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. And this is another point because I, for me, the things that I want out of life, Mm -hmm. the things that I find to be my purpose in life, I can't accomplish without a whole, you know, confident in themselves, loving partner. Yes. Um, but, <laughs> um, do you want more water? I know what I do. Okay. Can we pause this for just yeah, a second? Yeah, pause, okay. Okay, so we were talking about <laughs> serial daters. <laughs> but that's one thing that, like, I think that when people move on, 
sometimes it's really hard to see that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God, how could they move on so fast? But to switch your mindset there, it's like, do you want someone that's for everyone? Ooh. No. <laughs> the answer I is no. <laughs> definitely don't. If anyone can get your attention, I'm not the one for you. Yeah. Period. <laughs> I'm sorry. If you can accept affection, validation, whatever, from literally anybody, I'm out of your league. Period. <laughs> oh my god. Dude, that sounds insane. But no, but I get it. I get it. I think that about you too. Like anybody. Oh, yeah. I think I meant like I'm like that. I no, was like, no, 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 no. I'm saying like anybody who is okay with having just anybody. Right. If you're willing to entertain, yeah. I'm good on that. Yeah. I'll pass because I again, mm-hmm. just like you, just like a lot of our friends. I feel like a lot of my family is like this. We are trying to be better all the time. Right. So I'm definitely not going to be on the same playing field as somebody who will just grab anybody. Mm. I have... So basically no standards. Like, you're someone with standards, and someone without them, you're not compatible. Correct. That's what it boils down to. And so many people don't have standards. They will just take anybody who can fill this hole just for a moment. And that must be why they serial date. Because when I say I'm incapable of liking, like, it's hard for me to, like, let you in my emotional space like that. You know what I'm saying? As a guy. Choosy. Choosy as fuck, right? So for people to jump from a relationship to a relationship to, I'm just like, you just, where'd you find them? It's exhausting. It's exhausting and how? There's not that many interesting people. Of course there's not. But that's the thing. They don't have to be interesting. Oh. They just have to be in your DMs. They just, oh, they just have to be. Which is gross. It's actually gross. They just have to buy you flowers. I mean, I guess that's sweet. Never mind. I take that back. I take some flowers. Have you ever gotten flowers before? <laughs> oh, rub it in, dude. <laughs> no, actually, no. I got flowers from my ex. You're <laughs> like you didn't ask. Thanks for your unsolicited fucking brag. (laughs) But no, I got one for my my ex for my birthday, maybe. We were already broken up. We, like, left it on the front porch. I was like, thanks. Thanks. (laughs) Trash. Yeah, weird gift. I have the, oh, no, I actually threw the mug away. It was a smiley face mug. Cute thought, but. You threw it away? I think so. Was it like? It was like the flowers were in it. It was like from Harris Teeter. Did you throw it away though because it's like, oh, I don't fucking care about this kid anymore. Like, toss. I don't remember. I'd be lying to you if I said I did. I've definitely hoarded, like, things that exes have given me and just finally I'm like, this kid doesn't. (laughs) Fuck this guy. (laughs) Fuck this fucking Versace watch. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) I don't love him anymore. Oh, no, that's so funny. But, um... I was saying something before getting flowers. Yeah. But no, that's like Drake's new song. Like, can't be on, out here just fucking on just anybody. Like. Exactly. You can't. Okay, so here's what I was going to ask. Because every time, when I look internally, I think a huge part about being introspective is like, <clears throat> whether or not you know all of your flaws or whatever. Like, at least taking your characteristics and like, 
looking at it from your point of view and like how someone else could look at it and not in a way of like, I care what people think about me, but I care how people, cause I have pure intentions. And so I'm always aware of like, you care how you make people feel. I care how I make people feel basically. Right. Not what they think of me, but how I make them feel like I yeah. want it to come off pos- as positive as I'm trying to be. So when you said anyone, that's for anyone. Um, that's not the same as, like, I told you I'm a very social person. And so, like, when I'm out, like, I talk to any and everyone. But that's different than, like, are you talking about, like, bringing someone home? Like, Yes, I'm talking about, like, having – I'm not talking about you. I've told you yet again. I think that you're charming <laughs> when you're out in public. Like, I wish I had that personality where I could make conversation with literally anybody. I can't. You do. I can't. Dude, you're such a good talker. Dude, when I'm talking to somebody that I'm not, like, comfortable with, like, you and I are comfortable with, I think I black out. Like, I'm not joking. Like, after we talk, I'm like, I have no fucking idea what I just said. Yo, did anyone catch that? Because I don't know. Yeah, like, can somebody tell me what we talked about? Because I don't know. And I really feel like that. At the end of the conversation, I'm like, I don't. (laughs) hope this is good for you. Hope you hope I made you laugh at least. Yeah, at least once. But I but I think that's extremely different from what I was saying as far as like because you're not seeking like attention. Like you're not grabbing all these dudes' numbers. And you're also not going to just dudes. Like you're trying to entertain everybody, everybody, you know? Because you're I think an entertainer. Like, deep down, you know, Aww. you sing, you dance, you crap <laughs> jokes, you're fucking jest when we're out in public. <laughs> but, it's an entertainer. You know what I'm saying? Bro, you are, though. I'm picturing, like, and so being that, a soup. Yeah, kind of, right? Oh, like, on funny. the street. But, <laughs> on the street. I'm glad my career is going really far. I'm an entertainer, but only on the corner right outside my neighborhood. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, my God. That's funny. Not at all what I meant. I know, but it's just However, funny how it came out. So <laughs> I was like, terrible. I'm in a suit. You're like, on the streets. <laughs> Holy shit. That's how Dave Chappelle started. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's Dave Chappelle. Oh, my God. No. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> He's over our shit. He looks so pissed. <laughs> I'm glad you're enjoying those pillows. Dude, he looks so pissed. Oh, He'll be just fine. That's funny. But, um, no, I was saying that, like, you're not, um, like, actually giving these people your time of day. Mm-hmm. Like, texting them, you know, talking to them all day. Yeah. Whatever. Like, That's exhausting. You're not trying to manipulate these people into a relationship with you. <laughs> Quite the opposite. Which is what... <laughs> Like, what these serial daters do. Yeah. They'll grab the first person that shows interest <laughs> or, like, a sign of weakness. Mm-hmm. Like, this person's really looking for a relationship. Like, I'll grab them. Oh. That is so unfathomable to me. I agree. So, this is something, um, it was, like, probably a year or two ago. And my me and my dad were talking. And I was over at his house, whatever. And he was, like... Are you seeing anyone? Or I forget what the you know, how the conversation came up. And he basically we got to talking, and I was like, "No, like I'm okay. Like I'm chilling. You know what I'm saying? I'm not just saying it. Like I'm actually chilling. I'm by myself. Whatever." And at that point, you know, I hadn't done even more growing. So he um, he was 
Her dog is literally climbing on my lap as we speak. Hey, buddy, you want to sit? Sit down. Oh, there you go. Um, but he was like, I just feel like you need a companion to be happy. Interesting. And, but I take, I mean, I definitely blew up on, on him then. I've become a lot more um, thoughtful about my responses to people. Like we kind of said earlier, like instead of just popping off, like yeah, yeah, yeah. unhinged, literally taking a breath and being like, it's not a reflection of me. That's yeah, on yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, right, you kind of look at it for what it is. And I love my dad, obviously, but there are people in life, he's one of those, where he feels like he needs to be with someone to kind of, like, feel complete, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so when he was saying that to me, I was like, I don't take that to heart because your truth is not my truth. And yeah, that goes yeah, for anyone. Yeah. Like, how I say I can't, you know, fathom a serial dater, like, that's not my truth. That's not how I operate. But mm-hmm. people are that way. Yeah. And they can't see it the opposite. They're yeah. like, how are you happy if you're not dating someone? Yeah, yeah, You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. So. I don't know, everyone's perspective, just how their um, kind of hardships and trauma is relative to them. Like, yeah. everything else is relative, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like That's definitely an interesting point. I can, I completely agree. I feel like I enjoy my time being single, mm-hmm. but just because I genuinely enjoy it does not mean that everybody else does. Yes. And so... Yeah, you definitely got to remind yourself that everybody is different. People find joy in different things. Mm -hmm. However, I do think that to have a successful, happy, healthy relationship, it needs to be with two people that are okay as individuals. I couldn't agree with that more. I think a lot of people... Like a long, healthy relationship. You can definitely find a few months that are good in there. Yeah, right, right. I think that um, people that jump into these relationships are not complete yet themselves. Like, right, like you said, there's a void. And so they look for someone to fill the void. Well, guess what happens when that person leaves? They're taking that part of you with them. And more. And more, right? Because it's kind of like a tumor. Like, it kind of, you know, metastasizes and, like, takes more of you. So when it leaves, it's taking that and more. But when you're already, I mean... Hurt is hurt is hurt, right? Like, yeah, no matter how yeah, solid yeah. you are, shit's still going to hurt when people leave your life or vice versa. But when you're so whole within yourself, you don't rely on other people to make you happy. And that's, I feel like, how a lot of relationships are, is I'm not happy, make me happy. Yeah. And that is not how that should work. Mm-hmm. You should come, you don't have to come happy all the time, we're human. But, like... You should come as a complete individual. Come as someone, come as a self-reliant individual. Secure. Because as soon as you put your emotions fully invested in the hands of someone else, you're screwed. Yeah. Like, and listen, perspective on the outside, if I'm in that situation, easier said than done, right? Like, (laughs) Absolutely. I think we should preface all of this. Like, everything's easier said than done. Also, we're not experts. I feel like we are at this point. (laughs) I feel like we might be experts. I don't know. I might get my little life coach certification. I'm just kidding, but I kind of want to. You can do it. No. You're good at it. Dude, I'm your biggest fucking fan. When are you going to get that? I don't know. I don't know. Because what I want to do, like, real quick excerpt, I want to go back into fitness and, like, Mm -hmm. kind of, like, nutrition. Like, that's a cool thing. 
but I think my favorite part of it, because I did it kind of before with, like, a program that I sold online, but the favorite part was, like, the wellness. I kind of want to be, like, a wellness coach. So yeah, not just, because yeah, it's yeah, not just yeah. the five hours a week you go to the gym and what you eat. It's your mental. Mental. It's what's going on in your life. Like, how come you weren't able to make it to the gym today? Like, you know, why did you not sleep well? It's all of these things. And I want to be, I'm into holistic things Mm -hmm. for the most part um but I think just taking that approach of like it it really is a mind body soul it's one you Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying it's not just I'm gonna be in the gym and get gains Mm -hmm. it is that too but it's that's not the biggest Mm -hmm. benefit and I don't think until you work out unless you work out you can see that you know what I'm saying like I don't know um but yeah basically I want to be I just want to help I love I love talking to people one and I just love giving perspective whether or not it's correct but like I don't know. I just like conversation. I think you should do it. Get your life coach certification. Have you talked to Faith's sister about that? No. She has hers. I forgot. I know. has it. Yeah. Okay. I should talk to her. Um, Yeah. Because I feel like it helps to actually talk to somebody one-on-one that's already gotten it. A thousand percent. That's a big investment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time and money. Like, if that's not really what I want to do. Yeah. Get some uh, insights on it. Yeah. Because... I don't know. It's how I was with Future Soul, too. Like, I slept on it for a minute because it's always hard to start. Like, it's always so fucking hard to start until you literally mm-hmm. just, like, rip the bandit off and just start. Because yeah. I'm very – I'm not super strategic. I do a lot by intuition. But <clears throat> I'm pretty, like, detail-oriented. So even if I don't have the whole map, I'm, like, very detail-oriented along the way. Mm-hmm. And so – if I don't have, like, the right specific first step to have to start, it's almost, like, too overwhelming. But the hardest part of getting started is getting started. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, so sure. when you do it, it's like, okay, I've done it. But long story short, yeah, I might look into that. No, you should. I think you would be great at that, really. I just, I don't know. Life is, like, life is so short. I just want to spread some positivity. Life is really short. And it was so strange. Caroline and I were on FaceTime the other day. And she said something to me, like, I just have so much anxiety about death coming. She does? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, same. So she was, like, talking about how, like, she didn't really feel like going out, but because she felt like, oh, you're only in D.C. for 90 days, Mm -hmm. and, oh, you know, life is so short, like, might as well come out. But at the same time, like, isn't taking care of you or, like, listening to your body as far as, like... You just feel like you want to have a, a night by yourself, like mm. night alone. Is that she, why you asked her, did you do something for yourself today? Yeah, I did. I'm going to start asking myself that. Mm-hmm. I that. But she, you know, she is always in this constant battle of like, oh, I want to soak up every moment, mm-hmm. but to the point where it becomes like draining to her. <laughs> yeah, right? I feel like a lot of people who, yeah, I'm on that. <laughs> um, you know, are just social by nature, mm-hmm. like you and her are, it can get draining if you don't find, like, the balance. Oof. And it's so funny because, like, she was saying that, and I feel, like, the opposite. Like, I feel like I – it's not that I don't understand that life is short because I do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've had multiple people close to me that – passed away like I am very aware of my mortality but at the same time I 
like I would never force myself to do something or feel stuck in something because I'm like oh like I don't have time to do it like I feel like almost to a fault Mm. I think that I have more time than I do I enjoy that perspective though I don't know if it's I don't know if it's healthy I think that like something in the middle is healthy definitely something in the middle because to give you some perspective I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum (laughs) where I'm like life is short you know what I mean and I fight that I would say I'm 75% life is short and 25% I have time. It depends. It's honestly circumstantial on like what we're talking about, Mm -hmm. which is shitty. But no, I I really do attest to that. I didn't get to say this earlier. This was actually the thing I was going to say right before we started. And I was like, we need to start. So (laughs) I just left my brain. (laughs) Um, Oh, what was I? I don't remember again. <laughs> when I say, no, like, it's scary. Like, I think I'm going to have Alzheimer's one day, so I need to, like, start doing crossword puzzles. Um, but sort of the idea that, like, and I hate this. I really hate this notion of I told myself I wasn't going to fall into it, but I've fallen into the 9 to 5 or whatever. Uh-huh. Like, the normal, basically, American work during the week. And then, like, play on the weekends, mm-hmm. right? And I'm a very... I'm kind of a routine person by nature. Me too. Um, I love vacation. I love doing things. But I feel chaotic. And I like uh-huh. having a home to come back to, yeah, right? Like, for sure. waking up early, going to the gym. Like, just things that make me feel good, right? Yeah. It's, like, productive um, for my mental health, honestly. But... I've come to this idea or like fallen in this habit, I guess you could call it, of Monday through Friday. I'm working, whatever. I might go out like one night. But then the weekends when I say like, I'm like, oh, I can finally rest this weekend. And I never fucking rest. Yeah. Ever. Like, and then Monday comes around again and I'm like, dang, like I'm more tired. You know what I mean? And that, I don't want to do that anymore. And when you just said, what did you do to take care of yourself? Yes, I do things to take care of myself, but I literally, like, work hard, play harder. But, like, it's almost like I justify it because I'm, like, I'm responsible. Like, I still have, you know, other shit together. I'm not being sloppy or, like, messy about my life. But I'm, like, but is that a narrative I'm telling myself to excuse going out? You know what I mean? So that's interesting because I don't think that going out – no matter if it's twice a week or six times a week, mm-hmm. I don't think that's a bad thing necessarily. Okay. Right? Right. I think it's great to enjoy time with other people. Like we were talking about earlier, I don't think you should black out every week. <laughs> you know, I don't think that's Also for your right. health, like your actual physical right. health. Exactly, right? Like, <laughs> do you want to have a functioning liver in 10 years? Yeah. Yes or no? Those are good boundaries. Yes, no death. questions. Ask yourself. <laughs> but going out, I don't think is bad. I do think that it becomes like a an issue when you are doing those things out of the feeling of necessity. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, oh my god, like I've 
you know, I'm in my 20s, I have to go out, you know, I have to go out every weekend, I have to go, right, right, whatever, when you're not listening to yourself and saying, like, you know what, maybe I just need, like, a mental health night, yeah, I need to sleep, I need to go to bed at 8 o'clock today, and sleep until 8 o'clock tomorrow, I need to do that, yeah, and I don't, so I do, but again, like, there's balance, like, I think that I tend to retreat a lot when I'm going through, like, moments of growth, Mm. like, periods in my life of growth, I do tend to retreat, and so I force myself to go be social, Mm. not because I honestly feel like it, like, that sounds horrifying, Mm. like, I do enjoy spending time with my friends, but sometimes it just feels like it's going to be more mentally and emotionally draining than I can afford, Um, but it wouldn't be healthy for me to always be retreated, you know? So, like, sometimes it feels a little uncomfortable, even though you know it's good for you. Mm -hmm. Same thing goes for taking a a night in, Mm -hmm. even though it feels uncomfortable. Exactly, right? You feel great the next day. No hangover. No, like, oh, my God, my liver hurts. No money spent. Yeah. You look at your bank account, you're like, okay. And if no other reason, no money spent. Yeah, right. Oh, my gosh. If that's the one thing. But it it is an energy zapper. And to honestly put it into, like, physical form, not just mental health, it was a few months ago. I forget when, but it was sometime this past year. Um... And I went out Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, okay? Like, had something to celebrate every day. Mm -hmm. Sunday, I was like, damn, I'm tired. But Sunday, fun day, like, it was my friend's boyfriend's, like, um, event, whatever. Cousin's brother's. Cousin's brother, yeah, no. No, like, he was hosting the event. I'm like, let's go get lit. So, I wake up Monday morning, And my throat's, like, a little scratchy. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, all right. I think I was still self-employed. Or I think I was working at the gym at this point. No, no. I was working with my company. Okay. So I wake up and I'm like, okay. Like, it's a little strange. I felt, like, just bleh. Like, yeah. hungover, tired. Right? I ran my body into the ground. Then Tuesday comes around and it's like, oh, fuck. Like, I think I might have strep or... Um, tonsillitis because I get that frequently that's why my voice is so rasp I think I need to get them removed and this is why so I think I forget there was basically I went to the I went to two within this one week Monday through Thursday or Friday um I went to the hospital the ER twice and I went to um minute clinic twice because I knew I needed antibiotics like that's not something you can just pass on its own it's not like a cold I don't ever really go to the doctor but I'm like I need medicine so I go and whatever I get medicine. I think they, I think it came back negative for strep, but they treated me for it anyways. And then I ended up going to the hospital the next day, the ER. They gave me two shots in my butt. Like one was a steroid, one was um, ibuprofen, and that helped. Like I couldn't eat at this point. I wasn't eating. I was literally spitting out my own spit. Couldn't eat, swallow, drink anything. And so then I woke up the next morning, even though I felt like immediately better after that pill. Or after the shots. I woke up the next morning. I was like, oh, it's gotten worse. Oh, no. I literally couldn't talk at this point. Like, it was painful to talk. I couldn't open my mouth that wide. So, I was like, 
scared because that could block my breathing. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I probably shouldn't have Googled it, but that's what Google told me. <laughs> no, I'm a, kind of a hypochondriac. But, and then my mom, I was like, yo, like, I need you to come with me. Like, I can't speak. Like, I literally had to type my notes on my phone, and she told the doctor. Long story short, Friday, I got checked into the ER, because I, and so I was there Friday, Saturday. Um, I ended up having a tonsillar abscess to where, like, basically my tonsils were, like, infected, but had an abscess where they almost had to do surgery. Long story short, Sorry, that was such a long story for no reason. But basically, like, that was a physical culmination of me literally not taking care of my body. Like, I was of my about to health. say, like, your body needs rest. Yes. Whether you let it have that or mm-hmm. not is up to you. It will force you to take days off it, if you don't. Yes. Basically. Really That's exactly won't. what it did. And, um, yeah, I have not done that since then. Because now, like, I know my body's like, okay, it's time to chill. Like, I don't push it past that limit anymore. And the thing is, you probably could do, like, four days in a row. Yeah. You know, a couple to. years ago. Right. Right? With I did. Ease. With ease. Right? With sugary shit. With four locos. <laughs> yeah. And Bernastis. And Bacardi. Yeah. And Seelock Ices. <laughs> no, I'm like, please, uh, tequila water. Seriously, that's Maybe my go-to a splash now. Line. Give me a fresh line. <laughs> Fuck a splash. Give me a fresh line. That's my go-to drink. Everyone thinks I'm psycho. No. Like, that's how I say skinny. I'm just kidding. <laughs> skinny legend. Skinny no. legend just getting lit off some tequila. Oh, my God. That's so funny. That is funny. But yeah, your body, that's really true. It will make you rest if you don't, if you don't take it. Can well, should we take him to the bathroom? Yeah, yeah, let's go. He'll probably shut up after. And we're back again, a um, little intermission, but basically we started talking about boundaries, and I brought it up because I honestly thought you had a lot of them. Like, no. I thought you were, like, pretty good about that, and then India just says, yeah, I don't have them. No, I'm terrible about <laughs> so. it. That's, like, the one thing that I struggled with, like, really awfully um, in past relationships, like, even with my friends and family, and then coming out of this most recent relationship it's something that I'm like focusing on trying to learn how to have boundaries and like actually enforce them I'm terrible at that if I care about somebody like uh, you know how small my circle is like if I care about somebody enough to have them be somebody I call it a friend Mm -hmm. Or my family or the person that I've decided to be in a relationship with. Like, if I care about somebody that much, I literally let them treat me like shit all the time. All the time. And I know I don't deserve it, but I do accept that um, for reasons unbeknownst to me. I don't know why. Because I think I like that. Because <laughs> I think that I... Like, when boundaries are being crossed, I think that I'm, like, cognizant of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I'm aware of it. I like, it that, doesn't make you feel good. Yeah, like, I see it. I'm like, oh, that's, you know, like, that person's definitely taking advantage of me. Like, I'm definitely being walked all over in this moment. But I, I, yeah, I don't know how to enforce them. I don't know how to establish them. Like, I listen to people talk about it, and they're like, oh, like, you know, boundaries, when they're crossed, um, you know, they have to have consequences. I'm like, like what? 
like I'm gonna put you in timeout, right. you know, like, right. but kind of like, but, yeah, not talk to somebody. Access, or, right? So this is why I guess I thought you were so firm <clears throat> in your boundaries, and this is not me saying I am. I just have that impression of you. Is because of your ability to, like, this is like how you heal. Basically, kind of has that like. I know my boundaries. I know who I'm not. You know, gonna let basically take advantage of. But I feel like you have a totalitarian approach to boundaries, even though you don't think of it as like a boundary. It's either you're in my life or you're not, and that's your boundary. Mm -hmm. Your boundary is not okay. I'm gonna take this person for who they are and limit access or restrict. You know what I'm saying? Like tolerate certain things and not. You're just like no. You're either in or you're out. Mm -hmm. So you do have boundaries. They're just not circumstantial, I guess. Which, saying it like that, I feel like, is that the healthiest approach? <laughs> probably not. And probably not, like, the poster child for establishing healthy boundaries. Because I do think that in any relationship, platonic or not, familial or not, you do need to have boundaries to have, like, a healthy, successful relationship, I right. think one where like there's mutual respect involved mm -hmm. um so i think it's better healthier to be able to establish those relationships and still have that person in your life as long as they're not completely toxic and right. completely you right. know destroying parts of you right like there are obviously levels to this. Flawed, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. but to have, like, happy, healthy relationships, I do think it's important to establish boundaries um, and it not being, like, one extreme or the other. Like, you're either here or you're not. Mm -hmm. Because I do feel like that. Like, I am, at least for my, like, romantic relationships, I am definitely mm -hmm. like that. Like, I am either both feet in, yeah. jumping, no, like, holding nothing back or I don't consider you as being a part of my life period it's a little more difficult for family relationships for sure. like I we were talking about this today too mm -hmm. um I feel like as I've grown older I want to be friends with my parents I want them to feel like they can confide in me I want them to feel like they can be vulnerable and talk about their feelings and talk about what they're going through so I can be supportive of them through that growth uh, sometimes it becomes like a little heavy for me like if I've had a bad day or a down day or just feeling off or whatever I can't take that on as well mm -hmm. and that's not something I know how to say like hey I, I'm not like emotionally capable of lifting you up in this right. I just don't have it in me like I don't know how to say that so instead of me saying that effectively which of course they would be understanding of like they would never intentionally make me feel bad right, right? right. Um, but instead of me being able to lift them up and feel okay at the end of it, I keep pouring out of an empty cup and they, you know, obviously have no idea, but it leaves me feeling drained for however much time after that. That's interesting. It is hard to put that boundary. 
because I guess there's two ways you can look at this. You either set boundaries in place per person in your life, which I think is a little much, I feel like that's conditional. And I don't think boundaries should be conditional. And so the second approach is like, you have your boundaries and no matter who that person is, they need to respect it. Does that make sense? It definitely does. I'm trying to think if I can think of any instances where some boundaries are conditional. Not in a way of, like to me, if I'm in a romantic relationship, I will, for the sake of bettering that relationship, show vulnerabilities or like parts of my past or trauma to that person that I probably wouldn't show to my mom or a friend that I haven't known that long or do you know what I'm saying and so like for me like if one of them tried to get into that space like I probably wouldn't like that would be a boundary for me there does that make sense that makes sense like I think that well but I think that maybe yours is you're more talking about like the way that these people treat you yes not what you allow them to see, but, like, what you allow them to do to you, basically, right? And I think that that's completely fair. Like, I don't think that just because somebody is your sister, Mm -hmm. they should be able to treat you like shit. Right. And your friends can't. Right. You know, that is unacceptable. I completely agree with that. Yeah. I, yeah, because that's hard, right? Because it's like, well, I'm family, like, I'm this and I'm that, but... Blood thicker than water. Blood thicker than water, but, like, also respect the fact that I'm respecting myself because I'm setting a boundary and it's not just for my friends or my boyfriend or whomever. Like, it applies on all fields. You know what I'm saying? On all fronts. Because it's for my peace in general. And if you can't... I'm not... I don't have explicit boundaries. Like, one of my best friends told me, um, Elise, um, I don't know if you know her, but... She said that her therapist basically, like, had her kind of, like, do, a, like, a boundary exercise. And it was kind of split up into categories, like, financial, um, I don't remember the other ones, like, maybe romantic, friendship, like, whatever, right? And unless you really sit down and think about it, you have things that upset you when people, right, when they, like, do those things. Or certain things that you know you don't tolerate, even though you don't really, you're not explicit about it. Mm-hmm. But it's a feeling, right? You're like, this doesn't make me feel good. Yeah. But actually, like, verbalizing it, putting it down, writing it, like, letting it be known to yourself, first and foremost. Because yeah, yeah. you can't let someone else know if you haven't told yourself, like, this is what I'm not willing to tolerate. Yeah. And until you tell yourself that, you will continue to tolerate it. Yeah. And I'm at a point now where I'm like, and it's not complete, right? Like, nothing's ever complete. It's a daily work in progress. But I'm getting to a point where I'm tolerating less bullshit mm-hmm. I'm like I'm, I put out good and I'm gonna continue to do that so why would I accept anything less right. than that you I was gonna I mean? say I think that that comes from knowing your worth mm-hmm. to the truest sense like not just saying like I know my worth right but like actually feeling like you hold value mm-hmm. because when you feel that way about yourself you will not accept less than what that is yes you right? won't it's just it's not even going to be something that you can it's like, mm, again, back to what we were talking about a while ago, mm-hmm. is that going to be something that pushes me towards my goals? Mm-hmm. No. 
So, <laughs> no, so. Yeah, <laughs> so some more that. No, literally. But that it's not, at that point, it becomes not a, just a cliche of, I know my worth. It's like, it's just a feeling. You're like, oh, it's, I want nothing to do with that. Right. That's not serving my energy. That's not serving my higher purpose. That's not serving my future. Mm-hmm. That's not even serving me right now. And I would be doing myself a disservice right. if I allowed that. And it becomes something that is like second nature, like not something you have to mm. think about, right. but something that actually becomes unattractive, you know, repulsive to you, yes. you know, where it's like, I don't want to be around that person. Like I have no desire to be around that person. Whether Speak it's your association. Cousin, yeah. Whether it's your cousin, your friend, right. you know, whatever. Literally, yeah. hundred percent. If someone makes you feel bad, they make you feel bad. I think we talked earlier. I don't know if I said this, um, talking about how, like, you cut people off. And I was asking because I do it to where I just kind of, like, fall back. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I've ever explicitly told anyone, like, hey, this <laughs> no isn't. Mas. Yeah, no more. Like, no more, you know, energy. No more access to my energy. But it's just, like, a detachment. Um I think the main reason is because I'm not trying to change someone, right? Like, for the purpose of making me happier. Like, that's not what I'm trying to do. You come as you are, and I can either take that or leave it. Same thing, I expect people to do that with me. I come as my, I come as I am, take me or leave me. But it's like, if I sit here and tell you these are the things that are why it's not serving me, why I quote-unquote think that's wrong with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, is that actually going to do them a service? Are they going to be like, oh, maybe they're right. No. They're going to be vindictive. They're going to be upset. They're going to get defensive. Like, all of these things. And I don't have malintent. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to make this yeah, a thing. Yeah. I literally just don't feel good being around being you, around you yeah. or, like, dealing with you, right? So I'm like, I'm putting myself first. I'm putting my peace first. I protected it. I will continue to do so. And I'm falling back. I don't need to tell you you're these things because it's not going to change. <laughs> but it's also, like, their responsibility. Like, I yeah. think that it's important to communicate, like, the first time somebody does something to you. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to say, like, hey, that didn't feel great. Like, right? I don't think that you meant to come off that way, but I just wanted to talk to you about it because, you know, it hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. and. Nine times out of ten, like, if the person gives a shit about you at all, they'll be like, oh, my God, like, wasn't even thinking about it like that. Like, so sorry. The difference is, like, if, of course, they, you know, learn from that and next time don't treat you like that. Um, But at the end of the day, if you told them once, they should know after that, right? So there shouldn't need to be an explanation of, oh, you know, this is the reason I'm falling back. It's like, well, I've already talked to you about the things that upset me, you know, A, B, and C times. Mm -hmm. You continue to do that. So there should be no more explanation because you've already explained it perfectly, reasonably, Mm -hmm. whenever it happened the first time or the second time. Yeah, fool me one time. Shame on you. Dude, fool me for three years. Shame on you. Yo. So nonchalant. <laughs> Only for three years. Oh my god. Shame on me. <laughs> yeah. 
It's like that, though. It really is. <laughs> Three years. But, like, in the grand scheme of things, you needed that to be who you are now. Oh, for you sure. You know what I mean? For sure. I'm sure I was telling you this. Maybe I was talking to Caroline about this, though. But I, you know, I'd rather learn these lessons in my early 20s. Yes. Than, in your 20s. You know, my 40s or 50s. Mm-hmm. After I've been married for 10 years, have kids. Mm-hmm settle down and those will be different lessons right like different lessons will be learned but like you said there's levels to it Mm -hmm. it's always a building block yeah and I think this is so foundational to be able to create any sort of like flourishing relationship right it has to be I don't know you just have to look inwards now because the older you get I've noticed right I'm not even old but But, yeah, we all need these situations to grow. I think as cliche as it is, and I hate it, but also everything really does happen for a reason. And whether or not that's just something to get us through the day, (laughs) things are going to happen irregardless. So it's like how you look at it is really going to make the difference. Yeah, that's what the the book I was telling my sister told me to read. Um, It's sitting on my desk right now. I just haven't opened it. Um, It's called... Oh... Something about the, the monkey, monkey brain. Mind. Monkey yeah. mind. Now I gotta look it up. <laughs> I literally... Remembering... Wow, now I'm stressed out No, it. don't be stressed. But... I remember you talking about it. <laughs> Hold up, please. Do not lick my legs again. Addicted please, Addicted to the monkey addicted to the monkey mind but it's about reframing your mindset so you don't self-sabotage yes 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 yes. which I feel like I do a lot or at least I question it like I question if I do it I'm like am I still mean that you are (laughs) I do that shit daily bro (laughs) daily so no fingers pointed here I am right there with you. Yeah. That is a serious issue, which is why the book was recommended. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. That was a great recommendation. <laughs> I need a book about, um, I don't even know. So many things. Oh, I need a book about how to. Yeah. How to be a human. Yeah. <laughs> Try. All right, guys. Well, we're going to go do a foot mask. <laughs> Face mask, foot mask. Face mask, foot mask. Maybe a little movie. Maybe a little movie. Maybe a little get even higher. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's, I hope you guys, if you made it this far, like, honestly, give yourself a pat Bless on the back. You. <laughs> Bless you. You made it through a fragment of our minds. So it's a little scary, but it was fun. Thanks, girl. Thank you. <laughs> I had a good time. I, this literally could have been six hours. Yeah. Have we, recorded the entire no, day literally. literally but one day we'll do like a seven hour one yeah no one's gonna listen we'll do an instagram live soon just for caroline tyson shout out caroline okay bye guys peace and blessings